Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Ted. It's 12.35 in Edmonton. want to tell you, Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Bob Stoffer with you at 1235. We're going to bring aboard Mark Spector. Stoffer Inspector every Tuesday in orders now for Horse Racing Alberta. Featuring Horse Racing Alberta, a group that uh, employs 7,000 Albertans in the horse racing industry in the province. All right, let's bring aboard Mark Spector. Spec, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. Bobby? The juggernaut, eh? The juggernaut. We're covering juggernaut here. Who'd have thought? Ten games. Who'd have thought this, Bob? Ten games into the season, the orders are doing so well. They've won so many games. Now they're having lineup issues because they can't get enough guys into the lineup because they're going so good. Well, did you the, predict that? It's Bob? not that they they can't get guys in the lineup. It's that. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here <laughs> for you because I am, of course, as you know, I've always been the guy. You're a glass half full guy, Bob. I know you. I'm a glass half full in everything. Yep. And I've always been that way, right? Like, I, I always see the best in people. You know why? Because <laughs> I look I look in the mirror every day, <laughs> and I see I see the worst in a guy every single day. So and I realize how incredibly fallible I am. So here's the so, thing. Okay. So that's, uh, all right. So well, I don't want to get right to Paul Yarvey, because to me, Bouchard's a, a lesser issue. We'll get to Paul Yarvey in a second here. You said it. 0-2 start. I remember doing the Friday show in New York. People were losing their proverbial, you know what. Gates was coming in, head low and yeah, Okay, and but everyone but, was nervous. But just hold on a second oh, here. Pretty. The fact that he's been at games before in New York, somehow that got missed because he goes into New York every year. And uh, and he was here for the opening game of the year because he was on our pregame show as well against Boston. But uh, really, the... Uh, the season turned the game in Winnipeg. Down 4-1 against the Jets. And on, hey, I'm the glass half full guy. Jack Michael said to me at the end of the intermission, what, what do the owners need to do here in the third? I'm like, well, they, they need to win third so they can build on that for the homestand. Right. Well, they didn't just win the third. They won the game. bloody game. And you know what? It gave them confidence that they can do something. So here's my theory. Okay. Two years ago, they had confidence that their goaltender would keep them in games and they had confidence that Connor McDavid could, at any time, drag them out of the abyss. Right. And they had decent special teams. Fifth right. in the league of the power play, 17th on PK. Okay, sure. Okay? Their special teams top, until the last couple games, was top five or six. They're 11th on the power play right now. Their penalty killing is, it's not great. Uh, it's currently sitting 20th in penalty killing, but it's not killing them. And actually, if you do, if you have the two percent, if, if they're at a hundred, they're at a hundred point eight percent. So you'd like to be in a perfect world at 103, 104. Okay. I mean, dominant programs, dominant junior teams will be at a combined one ten between power play and PK. But hey, that doesn't happen often in the NHL. Talbot's at a nine oh nine, but you know has put together two pretty good starts against Washington and Chicago. Right? They they beat the Stanley Cup champs, so they're getting the stops from the goalie. 
Their special teams are at least a soft, and they've won some games because of special teams. Yep. Okay. Oh, and then they have a guy that at any time can elevate. And he and and Mark, he's been fighting a little bit of an illness here over the last week, which has affected, I think, his play five on five. But you get to OT, and you know the Oilers are three and one in overtime games this year. Because the Oilers will sit there with McDavid and Drysaddle in OT and say, "All right, go ahead, try to match us." So they've got, and I and I say this all, Mark, because to me, they're still not firing on all cylinders. There is a lot of room for this group to grow. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I mean, first of all, I saw somewhere where uh, and it was on Twitter, and I'd like to credit the source, but I frankly can't remember where I saw it. That uh, Talbot had a nine. If you take the Pittsburgh game out of the equation, Talbot was at nine twenty-three. Okay. So, you know, any, you get up to 920. You're uh, good. You're good. Um, and what I see here, Bob, like to me the biggest, you know, there's a million things you can point to, but the looking down from 30,000 feet or whatever, two years ago what made them better, you'll know this stat, how many, how many goals did they cut off their goals against two years ago? Something like 70 and from they, the year before. And they gave them all back. And they gave them all back the next year. What I see here is a, is a team – that's way better in their own end that is giving up way less goals. Here's a game. You didn't get a goal on Sunday from any of your top three lines. Your team scored once in regulation, and you got two points. When's the last time that happened with this team? Like, usually there's impatience. Oh, my goodness, it's 1-1. One, one. You know, we need to take a chance, right? We need to make a play. Something's got to happen. We're never going to win with one goal. And, of course, you end up giving up goals. So, you know, we'll get to pull your RV, uh, but that to me, and frankly, Bouchard, that to me is why those two guys are having a hard time getting in the lineup because the guys that are in the lineup are playing so well defensively right now that this coach realizes we have a chance to win if we're letting in two. We start letting in four again every night, we're never going to win. This uh, text, just because it's funny, comes in from James on our Heartland Ford text line. He says, Bob, it's true, you're a glass half full guy. Whenever I see you at the bar, your glass is always half full. <laughs> and I will say this. You know who just texted me to say that was my stat on Twitter that you got from Cam Talbot? Who? Jason Gregor. Oh. <laughs> hey, Jace. How are you, bud? So give him credit. It was his stat, and it's a good stat. 923, those are good numbers. There you, there you go. <laughs> so. There you have it. All right. So uh, it is what it is. Because we all had them 0-2 and then going 6-1-1. One one. I remember a guy once, Mark, a writer in town, he wrote this piece. It was the funniest piece I ever saw. The Chicago, the orders were in the absolute full-blown crapper. Okay. okay? Uh, and this guy, who, who knows the team a bit, he wrote this piece about how, well, the last time they played Chicago, they lost 9-1. There's no way the Hawks are going to let that happen again, Did right? Did I write that piece? Yeah, you wrote no, that, I don't piece. That, that piece. And then, and then Gagne went out and had four goals and eight points. Yes, in one that game. was the eight-point night. Yeah, because oh Chicago decided to take two games off. Yes. You can't. I, I guess what it shows you. I mean, did I realistically believe the orders would go six one and one? Uh, I thought they could beat the Rangers. Did I think they'd win in Winnipeg? No. Yeah, no. Uh, Boston at home. Okay, fifty fifth. Yeah. You uh, thought two points out of Pittsburgh and Washington would have been fine. Yeah. You thought two points out of Nashville and Chicago would have been fine. Right. And, and instead they've, they've gone six, seven out of eight. Now here's the thing, Mark. They've gone six one and one in their last eight. I am nervous about the team for tonight's game. Can I tell you that? Is that right? Uh, yes. Because my experience from two years ago with this group is right when they start to give you that sense of... Yeah, they get a little 
satisfied. And I'm looking at this Minnesota team, and they stunk it up last night in Vancouver. Like, they laid a giant stink bomb. I know for a fact that they had a team meeting uh, actually on the bus uh, last night and had a little discussion. They, they got the old. hungry. They got the oldest, and the orders are a little full right now. And I just, That's fair. That's fair. I just yeah. hope they're not full of themselves. Now, I know somebody who said never play the same lineup ever. Keep them guessing a bit, okay. right? And then the other school of thought is don't mess with success. Those are the two ranges. So give me your thought on, <laughs> you know, the, the orders coming back. Uh, because you know what? They could have played Bouchard tonight and, and moved Russell to left side and, sure. and had, you know, Nurse play with Benning or Nurse play with Bouchard and Russell play with Benning. They could have done that, but they're going to go with the same lineup again. Give me your thought on uh, the same lineup, the same pairings on D. Uh, and they don't have a lot of options at forward. They've only got the one healthy option, Paul Yarby. Marodi's not at 100%. Yeah, I think what you have to remember, Bob, are the guys we're talking about who are on the outside looking in. It's a 19-year-old Evan Bouchard. It's a 20-year-old Jesse Pugliarvi. It's not a, you know, it's, it's not a guy that's been hurt like, I want to say, even a, even a guy that's been around as long as Kara or a guy that, you know, a guy like Strom who's been hurt and now he's back and tapping his foot ready to play. You want to slip those guys back in. Uh, this is a team, Bob, that hasn't had sustained success for a long time, right? They haven't had a feeling like we're feeling down here in the room this morning. That's That's been... Well, all last season they never had it. I'll tell you that right now. So, if ever by March by March of 2017, you could feel it coming. Yeah, that that expectation. Right, and now it's you know it's it's I'm not. And saying then the it's, playoffs were a whole new world for them as well, right? It's not back completely, but you can see it from here. Yeah. And Todd McClellan needs very much for this feeling to grow to foster. This is. They'll talk about what you just said, Bob. Minnesota, you know, that would they win five in a row and then lost last night in Vancouver. Yeah, well, they've been at home a lot. Well, sure, whatever. The point is, everybody knows Minnesota's coming in here with a burr. And this is, everyone knows what the Oilers come home from a road trip and often don't play that well their first game. And everyone well, knows what you yeah. said. This team might be a little full. I think that's a challenge. For I, the I'm tonight. concerned about tonight's game. Okay, I am well, concerned about tonight's game. I'm sure the coaching staff is as well, and this is a challenge to be met, and I think I want my veteran guys out there. Bouchard and Puyarvi are two completely different stories. And we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. So it is uh, 12.45 at Edmonton. You can text us at 6.30, 6.30. Tweet us at orders now. Uh, Bob, I feel the same as you. It seems like anytime there's a chance to take first place or break 500, this group <laughs> seems to choke. Uh... Mitch in the Greater says, Bob, any truth to the rumor that Paul Yarby's agent has requested a trade? Uh, if this organization chooses Todd McClellan over Yessa Paul Yarby, it would be a colossal mistake. They need to send Bouchard down. Why risk having to protect him in expansion when you have Ethan Bear, who has a similar skill set? Thanks for Mitch in the Greater. We will discuss Evan Bouchard and Yessa Paul Yarby when we return on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet. 12.49 in Edmonton, guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had, 99.90 Jasper Avenue. And you can book with New West Travel. Oilers fans, join Oilers Now. We've got two great road trips coming up, Nashville and Vegas, two of the most exciting arenas in the league. 
This uh, Oilers Now package includes airfare, accommodation, great game tickets, including a private suite in Vegas, all your transportation. We do welcome receptions with myself and special guests, parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. We're working on something else, too, to sort of give you a keepsake that would be uh, very much appreciated. Limited space to get on these roadies to see the orders in Nashville and Vegas. For the orders now, road trips, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. Mark, I will tell you this. In Sweden and Germany, you know what I liked about our group that went there? We had 65 people there. Okay. They were looking after each other. Hmm. You know, like you're there and... Far from home. Far from, but they were traveling's lo- not the same today as it used to be. Th- they were looking after each other. They Good. really cared about each other. So it was great stuff. All right, uh, let's uh, let's start with Bouchard. Here's my take. Let's hear it. No biggie. I think he probably does get to nine games. I think he plays yeah, another sure. couple. I'm now going to say it's 95 to five that he goes down to uh, goes back to junior to play in London. Yeah. I'm going to give you a player of. I don't, I don't know if he'll ever become this good, but Alex Petrangelo went back twice. Okay. Right? Out of now, Alex Petrangelo. If he was, ever gets as good as Alex Petrangelo, I'm, I'm, yeah, Alex I'm buying Petran- some Alex stock. Petrangelo was not a late porn. Evan Bouchard's a late porn. Right. I'm so a big that, fan of uh, I mean, uh, Evan's already player. played in three years. Uh, my guess is that uh, Bouchard gets two more games in here over the next couple weeks yep. and then gets sent back to junior, right. plays for the London Knights. Makes Team Canada to be the oldest defenseman on Team Canada, and then the others get him to work on his quickness in the off season. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And so the way I, and next I'm, year, and I'm not the least bit concerned no. about the law. Okay, so we're in agreement there. Yeah, and and the difference is there's no hurry to send him down. Like there's no. You know, even practicing here with the Oilers is in many ways as good as going to junior and, and playing games down there right now. Eventually, he's got to do it. But if they stretch this last two games, Bob, over two weeks, two weeks, I'm absolutely fine with that. Have the kid up here, get him to know his teammates, get around the league a little. Todd McClellan told a story today about how he got lost in the Nashville arena trying to get somewhere. Got, well, that can't happen to you. Well, it's happened to me when I started out in the league and I didn't know when I was going anywhere, and that's what he's doing. So let him get around the league, let him enjoy himself. He's going back to junior. I'm with you 95%. Uh, Jason I, Garrison has spent some extra time with them in practice. So is Chris Russell. Oh, good. So there they're, go. they're paying it forward with those uh, and, with Bouchard. And can I say this? If you, the longer you wait, the closer Ethan Bear gets to coming back to play because uh, he's nursing a shoulder here. Uh, so well, that doesn't hurt either. We're supposed to declare what the actual injury was there, Mark, but that's oh, okay. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> hey, we, now now that the they're listening fit, in the A, I don't know. <laughs> they're not listening in the A, Bob. All right, uh, he's got an upper body tweak. Let's put it that okay. way. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyhow, he's still he's he's closing in on return here. So yeah. and that and that does buy you a little bit of a window. And the other thing is, I think that when Bouchard comes down, it'll actually be Gravel that comes back up permanently, and then the orders can fit in Garrison, but go with Gravel and uh, Benning in their third pairing. Right. So we're both sort of totally philosophically aligned yeah, on sure. Bouchard. Like Bouchard, to me, there I don't think, and my guess is ninety percent of Oilers fans are not the least bit concerned about Evan Bouchard no, long-term. Not they all. see a top four Look forward to watching him at the World Junior. Yeah. And I talked to Tim Hunter uh, at the World Junior Showcase in Kamloops this summer, and he said, oh, yeah, this – he left me absolutely no doubt. Because he only played one game. He said – I said, how come he's not playing the third game? He says, I've seen this guy. I know what he can do. I don't need to play him a third game. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Tim Hunter said, the head coach of Team Canada. So you'll see him uh, in he, Vancouver. He would be their oldest defenseman. Did you know that? Uh, is that right? Yes. 19, I guess so. Sure. Yeah. All right. So okay. 
now, yes, a pole Yarby. Fourth consecutive scratch. Yes. Um, my concern is games 30 to 60 last year, he was better than he was at the start of this year. And then he got the, the burst against Winnipeg, had a good third period, got moved up a bit, actually scored with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins, yep. but was not on their line in that game, but scored a big goal. Yep. And then didn't do anything in his next three games. I had no problem with him coming out for a game. Um, now we're at four, and the orders have won three straight. I understand why the coaches keep in the same lineup. Yes. But is there a concern for Pugliarvi? Well, anytime you have a 20-year-old player who's not playing, like this organization has to make a decision on this player, and they have to look into the future. You know, if, if the season goes the way they want it to go, how much ice time is he going to get, even if he does play? Is he going to sit in the press box? One out of every four nights, no chance. Like, to me, it's every day that passes with him in the press box is another day that he should go to the AHL. Now, it should be said, the AHL team hadn't been playing any games. Yep. Now, starting tomorrow night, I believe they play five in their next 11. So it's it makes sense now. But the say. Oilers aren't 100% healthy up top right now either. Rat, Ty yeah. Ratty's out. Marodi is dealing with a little bit of a tweak. So yep. So Paul Yarby skated this morning, correct? Yeah, yeah, he did. But so Paul Yarby would that. be really the only hundred percent healthy extra forward they have. Right. So you know what? Why him being here and watching film and talking to coaches? I'm not unlike Bouchard. If it's a learning experience, that's fine. He missed a couple of games. I'm not that worried about it. It's not the end of the world. If if his confidence is absolutely crushed by healthy scratching three or four games, you got way bigger issues than not playing, <laughs> right? you got way bigger issues. So uh, eventually here it has How to How would you respond to the people that say he's bust city already? Oh, no, he's not a bust. He's wait, only 20. Wait, he can't wait, be a bust yet. Way too premature. I think so. I mean, I here here's my concerns. My concerns are that his he, his hockey sense hasn't improved. Right. Uh, certainly quickly enough for 100 games now. Uh, from game one to game 100, his hockey sense is not measurably better. And yeah. that's a problem. Mark, I, I know you're not the biggest analytics guy, but I'm going to go ahead and take the... Let's uh, hear it. Okay. Just just as a... Just to play devil's advocate here. Following the conclusion of Sunday's games, here are McDavid's results, points, and goal share with Yamamoto and Paul Yarvey since the start of the 17-18 season. Okay. McDavid, 5-on-5 five five points per 63.06. That's exceptional, okay? That's what he averages, 5-on-5, five five, sure. over the last year and a bit. Okay. McDavid with Yamamoto, he's played 130 minutes with him, 0.92. Mm-hmm. One goal, one assist. McDavid, 5-on-5 five five points with 60 with Paul Yarvey. 260 uh, minutes, so double the minutes, right? But his he's got four goals, 12 points. He's got triple the actual um, points per 60. Triple the points per 60 playing with Paul Yarby than he has with Yamamoto. And it's not like they've given up uh, more when Paul Yarby is on the ice either. Goal share. So McDavid's goal share when he's on the ice at even strength is 58%. McDavid's goal share when he's with Paul Yarby is at 64%. McDavid's goal share with Yamamoto is 50%. Mm-hmm. Yamamoto's 5-on-5 five five points per 60 overall, uh, 0.48. That's what he's got, 5-on-5. Five five. So uh, he must have scored his goal on a 4-on-4. Four four. Uh, uh, and his points per 60 playing with McDavid is at 0. 0.46. Paul Yarvey has double the points per 60 overall. Okay. And he has four times the amount 
of points per 60 with McDavid than Yamamoto does. He's played, did it say he's played 263 yeah, minutes? Yeah, but, but you factor that in when you're working out the percentages. Well, I know that, but the point is Yamamoto's uh, and it's 19 t- career hockey games yeah, here. Yeah, but he's played 100. And how many of them has he played with? 130 minutes with McDavid, and yeah. Paul Yarby's played 260 minutes with McDavid. So so now I think here, here's the thing. When do we start to say small sample size, Bob? That's fair. When does a sample size have to I, be? I'd say 130 minutes would be a small sample size oh, for, no, for Yamamoto. Right? You're also talking about a player playing the first uh, you know, 10 games of his, of his, well, he played nine last year and 10 this year. Yeah. So as a very young player, completely inexperienced, just starting to figure out. Uh, it's pretty clear he's got, you talked about hockey sense. I'd say at this stage that Yamamoto has shown he's got better hockey sense oh, immensely than, more so than, than Paul Yarby. Listen, However, the results would suggest that Paul Yarby's actually done better than Yamamoto. Let's talk in a month. Yeah, you know, and that's fair. And, you know, s- and let's see where he's at at 260 minutes. How's yeah, here's that? what I say about Yamamoto. Like, it's not he's not producing points, but he's playing a tough, Good point dogged, hard game, stealing pucks, setting things up. And that's playing. 100%. That player begins to produce any time now. He That's, will produce any time now. What did Berkey say? He'll pop. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. More with this when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.